my advice would be to remember why you do the work and why you want to do the work. And if your reasons for why are more than just because you you have a job to do, then you'll get more out of it. And I would say be flexible, keep an open mind. Don't be afraid to admit that you're wrong and get lots of input from lots of people and listen. And I think say the thing out loud that the idea that you might have, you know, as you know, that's how National Rural Health Day came about, right? I said, hey, why don't we have a day for rural health? And everybody said, it's a great idea. And I said, really, is it? And here we are this many years later, but you know, say the thing out loud, even if it seems outlandish. Hello, and welcome to a very special Rural Impact Extra episode honoring women who impact in recognition of National Rural Health Day, which, of course, is the third Thursday of November every year. I'm Michelle Rathman, and I mean it when I say, and I really do, I'm grateful to have you join us, and I'm so appreciative for the shares, the comments, and the nice notes that we're getting from listeners. Again, I really do appreciate you. And I want you to know that all of us here involved with the show are doing our best to help connect the dots between policy and the issues that matter to rural people and communities. And we have so many new series coming your way. You're just going to really want to stay tuned and subscribe. Don't forget to do that. Now, for our return listeners, um, you know that my everyday work is in the space of rural health. And um, over the course of about, you know, a few decades, I've had the privilege of meeting, learning from, and collaborating with hundreds of women who are, there are some words to describe them, and here are a few, fiercely talented, exceptionally wise, tenacious, and empowering. And for this episode, we thought, let's talk to a few of them and have them join us to tell us about their real impact and celebrate the contributions they make to the power of rural movement. And none of them were thrilled that I was going to celebrate them, but that's too bad. That's what we're going to do. And um, in this first Real Impact episode for this National Rural Health Day, we invited Karen Madden. And Karen is the director of the New York State Office of Rural Health. And she happens to be the person whose idea it was for rural health to have its own day. Go figure. Um, we also were thrilled to sit down with Lisa Davis, Director of the Pennsylvania Office of Rural Health. I mean, just really remarkable contributions. I can't wait for you to hear from her. Michelle Mills. Uh, Michelle is the Chief Executive Officer of the Colorado Rural Health Center. Very unique um, Office of Rural Health. I can't wait for you to learn more about her. And I also want to let you know that Michelle is a very dear friend of mine. Um, and finally, another mega star in this field. Uh, I got to sit down with Alana Knutson. And Alana is the director of the Nork Walsh Center for Rural Health Analysis. And as I said, each of them sat down and then were gracious with their time to share some of their insights. So with that said, I invite you to get comfortable and get to know these four women who impact. Let's go. I am so thrilled to be joined by Karen Madden, Director of the New York State Office of Rural Health, and that's housed within the New York State Department of Health. And I am especially, and I mean that, excited because Karen is kicking off our very special episode dedicated to women who impact. And we're doing this in recognition of National Rural Health Day. Real quick, though, but for those of you listening who don't already know this, Karen was the brains behind the idea that rural health should have its own day. And she knows that I agree with that. Karen Madden, 
one of my favorite women who impact. Welcome. We're so glad to have you here today. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Well, all right. So we're having conversations with women who impact. You know, I, I tell people I name this company Impact and the podcast Impact for a reason. We make an impact, whether it's positive or negative, and you certainly do. I want people to know all about the work that you're doing there. But first, I want to ask why this work? I mean, rural health is a very specific area within this entire industry. So why rural for you? What got you hooked, if you will? Well, there's a short answer and a long answer to that. So we'll, I'll focus on the short answer for you. <laughs> Honestly, I finished grad school with a degree in health policy and needed a job. And the Office of Rural Health was the first job offer that I received. So it was pretty simple. But I figured, too, I grew up in a rural community in upstate New York. And I knew that I wanted to work in a place that worked on access to healthcare issues. So it kind of seemed, even at that young age, that that would be a, a place to, where I could at least begin to try to do that. I quickly found out that it was it was my place, and I found my professional home at a very young age and an early point in my career. So I was very fortunate to to be able to do that. But but really, the answer is, you know, I don't. And the reason I wanted to work on healthcare access issues was because I don't think that your access to healthcare should be determined by the place where you live or the place where you're born. So it's pretty simple, really. Rural health, and there's lots of ways to do that work, but rural health is, it's very, very special and it's very unique and it's compelling. And over the course of my career, I've had the opportunity to work on many, many different issues that impact access to care. And I've been able to do that with policy leaders, both at the local, state and federal levels. And I've, you know, and particularly with the national work that you and I have done together, I've, I've, hopefully been able to have a little bit of an impact, but I've also been able to work with really, really smart and intelligent and mission-driven people. And that that's very rewarding. And I'm also very, very fortunate to call many of them really good friends. So that that's why rural health. Isn't that the truth? It is a, it's a family. And, you know, we are in all sorts of different places, but I think what's interesting for me is just learning that, you know, we know that rural looks different from state to state. And I don't think a lot of people really recognize how rural New York really is. And you are. And I've, I've had opportunities to be in some of the rural places. And I have come to learn about your work, which is different than other state offices of rural health. I mean, you each have very, you know, you share the same lane in many ways. You have to step in in a lot of ways, too, that like when the call comes, even if it's not exactly in your job description, if you will, because it's just this you know, demand and meet the needs and meet the demand. So when you see the impact of your work in all the areas that you touch, I know you're not to the kind of like, let's sit down and do a kumbaya moment, but how does the impact of the work make you feel when you've been through some really challenging times, which I know that you experienced some of the most challenging times in response to COVID, for example, and right. you had a hand in responding to that. How do you feel about that? Well, I mean, there's a, f a few different answers to that as well. Mm -hmm. One, I, I feel proud of the work that we do in health policy and in rural health. So that's that's the first. But I think, too, when I see the impact, I feel tremendously gratified and it makes all of the daily frustrations worth it. We work in a within a state in a federal bureaucracy that sometimes is a little bit cumbersome and can be a little bit frustrating. And sometimes it's hard to when you're in the middle of that in, the, in your day-to-day -day work, it's hard to really see 
what the impacts could be and what the difference that you might be making is. Right. So when you're able to get out in the communities and see it, it's just it's tremendously gratifying and it makes all those frustrations just kind of go away. And it really just it makes me very proud. Yeah, I've never heard someone in your position say, if you people only knew how hard I had to work for it, because that's the expectation is that you are and you're serving that population. All right. So another question I've been asking women who impact, because this is something that I, I imagine you ponder as well. You wear a lot of hats. And someday somebody will step into the position. I never say fill your shoes because there's no way somebody could have your life experiences and, and share those experiences. But someday somebody will have to fill the position or multiple positions that you hold right now. What advice do you have for them so that they can carry forth what you have worked so hard to accomplish um, on behalf of these folks? And what should they expect what advice do you have and what should they expect? I'll start with what they should expect. I will say that what they should expect is that, you know, any really anything that you do in life is what you make of it. So if you give it all of your effort, you'll get more out of it for sure. But you can also expect that there, you will at times feel like you have more losses than you have wins and that it can be a little bit frustrating, but that if you keep at it and you do the work that you will see the impact. And those impacts will, as I said before, be tremendously gratifying. My advice would be, and it's good that you're asking me this now, as opposed to when we were working on the pandemic, because <laughs> I probably yeah, that would have run. I would have had different advice <laughs> for anybody wanting to get into health policy or public health at that point. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but my advice would be to remember why you do the work and why you want to do the work. And if your reasons for why are more than just because you you have a job to do, then you'll get more out of it. And I would say be flexible, keep an open mind. Don't be afraid to admit that you're wrong and get lots of input from lots of people and listen. And I think say the thing out loud that the idea that you might have, you know, as you know, that's how National Rural Health Day came about, right? I said, hey, why don't we have a day for rural health? And everybody said, wow, that's a great idea. And I said, really, is it? And here we are this many years later. But, you know, say the thing out loud, even if it seems outlandish. And then I think my, my advice to anybody, even in life, just generally, and anybody wanting to do this work, but just generally is just to be kind and have perspective of and try to understand the other person's perspective. Kindness. What a concept. I'm right there with you. I feel like that is something that we could all, that's something we can all take with us no matter what position or job or career that we have. All right. So tell us now, Karen, what is something that you're excited about? I mean, again, there's a lot of challenges. I know we've got a lot of policy things going on nationally, state level and so forth. But what are you working on that has you excited? Well, we, we have a new focus on health equity and addressing health disparities. And that's something that we've always kind of worked towards, but now we're really calling it that and working towards that. So I'm excited to see how we incorporate that more into our programs, particularly, well, we're rural hospitals for one. We've been working on our critical access, with our critical access hospitals for the past year on health equity projects, but also with our rural health networks. I'm excited to bring some resources to them so that they can begin to address health inequities and health disparities in their communities. So I'm just excited to see what comes from that. I don't know what that looks like right now, 
but I think it's an open slate. So I think that there's lots of things that we can do. So I think that that's really, yeah, I'm really glad to hear that. I mean, I see more and more and more. We've talked about it for years. You know, Karen, we've talked about social drivers or social determinants of health. And now that I think it's kind of morphing and people are seeing that that is so much a part of the equity. It's not just health care. It's access to all that which is responsible for that, which is a different conversation. But it's really good to hear that that's a, a focus. And I think hopefully other states are doing the exact same thing. And once everyone has a really good model that we share it far and wide so that we don't have to go backwards. All right. So the last question I have for you is I'm going to ask you to complete this sentence. I am inspired by. In my work, I'm inspired by the people who do this work in rural communities. It's it's not easy work. And the people that I work with around the state and people I've seen doing this work in other states at the community level are very, very driven and committed people. And they are innovative and they're resourceful and they do this work for the right reasons. And it's often frustrating for them, but they make a lot of impact in their community. So I'm really inspired by them. You know, the work that I do at the state level is a little bit you know, it's a, it's a step or two removed from what they're doing at the community level. We have we we develop the policy and we have the programs and we provide the resources and the technical assistance for them. Um, and one thing that I've tried to do to make their jobs easier is to give them as much flexibility as possible. You know, we work in a bureaucracy and we have statutes and we have regulations, but I always try to design our programs so that they have the maximum flexibility to be able to adjust to meet their community needs. And to be innovative because needs, needs are different from place to place and, and successful solutions are different from place to place. So we've always tried to give them the flexibility so that they can be innovative to meet their community needs. And I hope that, I, I don't know that we've always been successful in doing that, but I think sometimes we get it right. That's my hope. Yeah, I think that's a great way to end this because this podcast, our tagline is connecting the dots between policy and rural everything. And as we end each episode, we, we want to remind folks of that. What your policy work does makes possibilities for people. And I really think it's important for us to understand the women and the men, the people who are behind this work and, and you being the person who believes that Rural health needs a day of its own. And look, what was the mission when we were working together? Transform a, a, a moment into a movement. And, I, and right. I dare I say, I do believe that has been accomplished. So congratulations, Karen. It's always great to see you. Reach out anytime. We're glad to have you back to talk about policy. That's my favorite subject, believe it or not, besides <laughs> anything doodle. But other than that, Karen, <laughs> thank you so much. Happy uh, National Rural Health Day to you and to everybody. And we'll talk to you again on a new episode of The Rural Impact. Thank you, Michelle. And thank you for all the work that you do as well. Thank you. 736 million. That is the number of results returned when searching Rural America online. From the census to housing, poverty and prosperity, from transportation to food, water, energy, education, of course, elections, employment and health care, the policies involved with each of these impact rural populations differently than non-rural ones, and that's why we're here. Now, if you're part of an organization making an impact in rural and you'd like to expand your rural reach, we invite you to explore opportunities to partner with us. 
Your support not only helps us conduct and share important conversations about the issues impacting over 60 million rural lives, but will also help you engage people, communities, and rural-serving organizations that you want to connect with. Explore the opportunities to expand your rural reach. Visit us at theruralimpact.com. That's theruralimpact.com. And look for our Partner Opportunities page. And be sure to subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, or YouTube. Let's keep it rural and make an impact together.